Warning, the following episode contains spoilers. This is Pod Forsaken. Hey, welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Chris. I'm Rodney. And today we are introducing our new co-host, full time. Yay. Primo. Hi, I'm Missy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Come for on. those of uh, old-time old returning listeners, old-time, whatever. <laughs> uh, old-timey listeners. You'll know that two episodes episodes ago, uh, Missy was on as a guest co-host, and we thought you did such a great job, we wanted you to come on full-time, and now she's here. Thanks, guys. So, Missy is one of the pod forsaken, and uh, we look forward to- one of the chosen people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all right, we did got that out of the way. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So today we're discussing Three from Hell, new trailer, Rob Zombie movie, and The Perfection. So yeah. let's just dive into Three from Hell. Anyone excited for this movie? Hard to say. The trailer's yeah, I... so, it's like a thin little teaser yeah. with a bunch of jump cuts. It's like a one minute trailer, 40 seconds of which is for, is like just footage from yeah. uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Right. Yeah. So I guess, why don't we just talk about our thoughts on those movies? <laughs> Well, I'm embarrassed that I haven't seen those. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Okay. They're on my list. I just... Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is very interesting as an experimental horror movie. I think he does a lot of really cool stuff. It's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an excellent way to put it. Yeah. But it's like a lot of like really weird filters and a lot of really weird colors, but some really cool shots that I think showed the promise of what Rob Zombie would become as a horror director, which kind of justified his 2007 Halloween remake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Rob Zombie is a very, it's weird. He makes bad movies. That's mm-hmm. what it comes out. His mm-hmm. movies are bad, but they have such moments of greatness mm-hmm. that that's what people keep coming back for. I remember I, when I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, it's it's like one of those, you know, group of teenagers or 20, I guess they're like 20 somethings. They get like kidnapped by like a hillbilly family and they get one by one tortured and murdered. Like there's very little plot. But there's also like these weird touches where there's, like a dude who lives in an underground cave called like Dr. Death. And he has like Dr. A, Satan, Dr. Satan, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Satan is like, it's unclear if he's like a demon or a mutant man, but he wears like a gas mask. He's got like, I mean, he might have like weird robotic wings. Like he's yeah. really weird. And you're like, he just like lives under this house. Like yeah. I don't even understand. <laughs> Rob Zombie does is he delivers, he delivers that like grindhouse dirty feeling consistently. Like, I yeah. love that feeling. like the thing that makes you as a city dweller, the thing that makes me scared of going to the country is this type of shit that Rob Zombie puts out. Mm. It's like, oh, everyone who's a bumpkin is going to murder me like and eat me. Like man or something? Yeah. Yeah. All his movies kind of feel like uh, like The Hills Have Eyes mm-hmm. or like Last House on the Left. And Very I applaud scary. that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just that like he writes the movies too. And it's one of those things where it's uh, like, oh man, like it's it's painful at times, right? <laughs> and his wife plays Bunny. Is that her name? Yeah, his wife's in every one of his movies. Yeah. And like she is good. I think she's, she's a good actress. But like with each movie, she gets like a bigger and bigger part, right? <laughs> to the point that she's like the lead of... Again, you might like Missy. You might like his witch movie. Um, oh, I'm dying to Lords see that. of Salem. Yeah, I think I will like Which that is one. definitely his like prettiest movie. Again, total nonsense. Like just fucking nonsense. But it it's sort of like, it's got like a Suspiria vibe going on. Like cool imagery. And oh stuff? yeah, definitely okay. cool imagery. Yeah. But anyway, so Devil's Rejects, I think most people consider his best movie. Yeah. Well, that could that follows the same family from House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. So this is the conclusion of that trilogy? Yeah. It's, okay. So like there's a shot in the new trailer for Three from Hell. So basically there's like the three main killers and you see that one of them is like in handcuffs, like being walked down a jail corridor. 
and I really don't re- like remember how the Devil's Rejects ends. There's like a giant shootout. I mm-hmm. assume some of them get arrested or whatever, but they definitely don't die. And this is obviously the third one of those. It's weird because House of a Thousand Corpses has like the weird shit, like Dr. Satan. There's some other mutant thing. But the Devil's Rejects is just about like three psychos who murder people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a really horror fucked up version of Easy Rider. Yeah, (laughs) none of his movies are like an enjoyable watch. It's not like you sit there and you're like, oh, I I feel good now, right? They're feel bad movies. Yeah, yeah, you feel sticky after watching it. But I applaud that. I applaud his ballsy attitude and and I always applaud someone who makes the thing they want to make right like when you watch a Rob Zombie movie you are not you don't feel like anyone interfered like Rob Zombie there are no concessions in this movie (laughs) he made the movie he wanted to make right so the trailer doesn't show anything but I'm in like I've I've seen I go based just on the fact that it's the new Rob Zombie movie it looked cool and it it looked like a wasn't like made today like it it definitely looks like an older movie yeah because he's going for that yeah. Like 70s grindhouse feel. Yeah. We could always discuss maybe doing like a, when that comes out, doing a trilogy. Like we watch the first yeah. two. That'd be so fun. Right? We will like cover the whole reject trilogy or whatever yeah. he calls it. Yeah. That'd um, be great. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's a little light, but it's got, you know, it, I'm teased. It looks nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It basically, <laughs> it's just basically like, hey, I'm new movies coming. Yeah. That's the trailer. There's, hey, remember yeah. these other two movies? There's another one. Right. Like, <laughs> and I feel like it might, he, he could like come on the, on the screen and be like, look, I could show you the plot, but you know the plot. Like yeah. they get out of the jail and they start murdering everyone. <laughs> and then they probably die at the end. But who Twist. Uh, they open a bakery. Yeah. They, they, they give up killing and they open a bakery and she starts teaching dance lessons, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's just, a really touching yeah, touching a, movie and the town doesn't accept them and they have to it's kind of like Edward Scissorhands <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so three from hell I think everyone's you know tepidly excited mm-hmm. yeah let's I'm happy to just move on I'm glad yeah. we, we did trailer of the week <laughs> right. so uh let's talk about the perfection Netflix. the perfection yeah. yeah this is a new movie on Netflix uh I didn't really hear anything about it. And then I opened Netflix and it's just like, hey, here's a new movie, mm-hmm. as Netflix does. It is directed by Richard Shepard, which I haven't seen any of his other movies. But what, what are his other movies? They're, I think they're bananas. All right. The Matador, The Hunting Party, I Knew It Was You, Tokyo Project, The Linguini Incident, <laughs> Don Hemingway. I've heard that one's fucking bananas. Don right. Hemingway. Right. Okay. No, I've not seen any of those. I'm aware of most of them, but no, I've never seen You're one. You're aware of The Linguini Incident? I've heard that title. Yeah. I've heard awesome of that. <laughs> I've heard of Don Hemingway and I've heard of um, The Matador. Yeah. Like I remember The Matador. I always mix up The Matador and The Mexican because they're both like thrillers that kind of bombed right yeah <laughs> like comedic thrillers i guess i guess so i guess no i really don't know this guy's work yeah so starring allison williams logan browning and stephen weber in the biggest roles yeah i love yeah. stephen weber um, yeah i ever since i mean i think i guess i come, came to know him from wings if you remember that show uh-huh. yeah but like over the years like he's just one of those consistently working actors and when he shows up i'm like i'm glad i'm glad mm-hmm. stephen weber's in this you know like good day stephen mm-hmm. weber i like you man I had no idea what this movie was. And I, I do think before we go on, I should say that for this particular movie, you might want to just watch it before we talk about it. Cause like oh, yeah. every yeah. step yeah. of the way, yeah. is it, this is a spoiler, spoiler That's so heavy. True. Yeah. I think the charm there's, there's no way we can talk about this without spoiling stuff. Right. Cause there, there are a number of reveals. It's, it's sort of like, imagine if you could have seen like from dusk till dawn without knowing there were vampires. And then like you get to that point, how great that reveal would have been. The perfection is like that like five times. <laughs> so maybe go watch it and then come back and listen to us talk about it. But if you otherwise, maybe listen to us talk a little bit. And if it sounds intriguing, stop and then go watch it. Yeah. But we are going to spoil the fuck out of this yeah. movie. So initial impressions. I loved it. 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah. This yeah. movie's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think I don't think Allison Williams is a very good actress. I I don't know. I love her. I don't know. Really? Why. I just want to be like best friends with her. So I I, and I, I love I, Get Out. That's like one of my favorite movies yeah, ever. But I feel like she's playing the same character, Absolutely. and so there there's at a certain point but it where works. yes, but I, I think for me where her one place I would ding her because uh, Logan Browning is phenomenal. She was. Phenomenal. I was very impressed with her. But uh, Allison Williams, when she has when she's on the stage and she has that like big monologue. And she's like crying. I was like, I feel nothing right now because I don't think she's very good. (laughs) But overall, I mean, so at the 30 minute mark, up until the 30 minute mark, you're like, this is a very weird, twisty, psychological thriller. And then Logan Browning is convinced to cut her own hand off. And then it does like a sliding doors moment and it like goes back and shows you the other side of what happened really fast. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, but a little like I knew that. Was a little predictable. Oh, oh you really? knew that. You knew what that it would go back, or that she, no, she that like the it. events of what they were showing, like I got a sense of that. Oh, really? Yeah, because like when they showed the bugs in the close-up on the window, when she barfs on the window, yeah. they when they pull out to the wide, they didn't do any of the VFX on it. So I was like, oh, oh clearly she's that. being manipulated. Oh, I didn't oh, see that. Oh, dude, I just thought that was like a. I was just so grossed I, out. I thought that, that I was even... a mess up. Like someone forgot in the wide shot to put the bugs in. Oh, really? Know? Yeah, dude. I, like I know that seems like a major hiccup, but like again, we live in a world where there's like coffee cups in Game of Thrones. Yeah, episode, true. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like, I saw that. I watched the trailer for this. Did either of you watch the trailer no. first? Okay. I did. Yeah, and like. So I did know that, like, obviously the, the trailer is mostly the scene where she has, like, bugs crawling under her arm. And, mm-hmm. like, what's her name? Allison? Allison Williams. Pulls out the hatchet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're going to have to cut your hand off. Oh, yeah. you and then it's just, So I knew that was coming. Yeah. But then it, the rest of the trailer is just, like, a montage of weird nonsense. So I actually didn't really know what the movie was going to be about. And then when, for the first, like, maybe 30 minutes, I was like, is this, isn't there supposed to be, like, bugs and hand shots? Is this a <laughs> horror movie? Because it's just, like... You know, the, the quick version is like this. Should we do the quick and dirty? Yeah, let's do the quick and dirty. Let's do the quick and dirty. <laughs> okay. So uh, Stephen Weber runs a premier orchestral or cello. What's it called? It's like a music. Conservatory. Conservatory. Thank you. All right. It's so like a live in place. You like you yeah. send your child there and they like study their ass off. Yeah. So Stephen so Stephen Weber runs a the world's premier cello conservatory in Boston. In Boston. Missy's from Boston. I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. I lived in Boston for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went to Boston. I met you once. in Boston. That's right. Allison Williams is sort of the uh, like uberkin, uber wonderkin. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Allison Williams is like the wonderkin that <laughs> comes out and she basically has a family tragedy that pulls her out of the school. Now it's years later, her mom dies and she returns and she sees that she's been replaced by Logan Browning's character, who's like the world premier cellist. They reunite in China. They basically have this like lesbian tryst and there's like this really interesting sexual chemistry where it's like I looked up to Logan Browning is saying to Allison Williams, like I looked up to you like you were my inspiration to become a better cellist. And then it all goes to shit when Allison Williams convinces Logan Browning's character to cut her own hand off. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You obviously jumped over a piece, but that, that, those are the events of the first 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I think I think they're both great actresses. Maybe great is strong, but I, I like them. I thought they had great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Allison does a lot. Like, you can see in her eyes the, like, the pain she is feeling and the regret she feels at, like, having, like, she's looking at this girl who's now basically as famous as she would have been, you know? Yeah. Right. You know, I felt like their lesbian tryst happens very quickly, but like I get it, instant chemistry. They're just into each other. Like they yeah. go out dancing and they have a great night and they well, sleep together. I mm-hmm. think what, with what gets revealed later too, it also true. does track. That's true. Cause you're, that's, she's sort of, that's her intention. Yeah. When you're watching it, you feel like, 
Well, but it's also like, all right, so it's an abuse story. That this is what it is. It's a rape yeah. story. It's yeah. a rape revenge story. That's it is a rape revenge story, but you don't know that until about an hour in. Yeah. Yeah. Which that to me it didn't feel as I mean, I guess it it caught me. It's a twist, but like a good twist is something that is logical but unexpected. And I guess you like it was definitely unexpected. And I guess you could say it's logical, but it just feels like it just sort of like got jammed in there. I like where it, it propels the movie to go, but that for me was like a big weakness because it just sort of like, oh, and then this happened. Yeah, I feel like nothing is there's nothing there's no like seeds that you're supposed to pick up on. Right. Yeah. Like other than there's a little bit of weirdness between Allison and, and Steven Weber. But you just take the, I mean, it feels like, you know, she just hasn't right. seen him a long time and she's embarrassed. But there's no way to watch the movie and be like he used to rape her. Well, you know? I think when you they're they're talking about, oh, how did she get that music note? Like, I think that they're kind of alluding that she had to do something mm. really dark to get that tattoo of the music note on her back. And it's I don't know that. what else it would have been. That's so I kind that. of could. I think you could figure it out. Okay. From that. Um, You're right. They both have a music note like, yeah. tattooed on their back. And when there. they're playing the cello on the stage together, I think that they could just relate to each other in a way that probably no one else understands them. Mm. When you're like any kind of elite athlete or musician or anything like that, it's very lonely, very secluded. And I think they probably both felt like no one else could relate to the life they've had. And so I think they really did connect when they were playing the cello together on that stage. And then they have their tryst hmm. after yeah. that. That makes sense. That's interesting. And I, I like the way they handle the cello sequences, you know, like. Yeah, I played the violin growing up. For like 15 years no so way. I was around the cello a lot so I was just I was kept like watching like their fingers like are they do they really know what they're doing like are the bow strings really but they did a good job making it look pretty realistic that they knew what they were doing yeah on the instruments yeah it, it's also the way like you know like they're cutting between the audience like staring and like you can just tell like everyone's like really into it and even though I don't really know much about cello they convinced me that they are the world's best cello yeah. players right Although, um, like, in what world are they having, like, big posters of cello players, like, floor to ceiling yeah, out in like, the middle of the city? The only cello player I can name is Yo-Yo Ma, and that's because yeah. of that one West Wing episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I only learned about it in that, like, only because the whole episode is people being like, Yo-Yo Ma's here, you know? <laughs> but you go, like, I've never once in my life seen a big poster for Yo-Yo Ma. Right? Yeah, no one cares about yeah. a cello Well, it's because there are ugly Americans. In China, it's all cellist Oh, okay. I didn't know. Thank you for informing me. (laughs) Let's let's talk about the first 30 minutes. Yeah. So Allison goes to China because she we are led to believe like it opens with her like calling Stephen Weber and his Uh wife. Anton. Yeah. His character is Anton. Yeah. I forget his wife's name. But she's like rehearsing how to say hello to them. You know, like like how. And that does work retroactively because it Mm -hmm. feels like she we are led to believe she's nervous Right. And she's just like, I don't know how to call these people. But once you get to the end, you realize that she's act figuring out how to act the most nervous. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So she gets there and everyone's like, oh, it's so good to see you. Sorry to hear about your mom. Hey, would you do a one cello piece with the new girl? Uh, what's her name again? Logan Browning. Logan. What's her character? I remember the wife's name is Paloma. Anton and Paloma. OK. Wow. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should figure this out because we're going to be using these names a lot. But <laughs> anyway, they play. All right. Charlotte. Lizzie, Charlotte Anton, Lizzie. Paloma. Okay. Which one's Charlotte? Allison William. Yeah. Got it. So Charlotte and Lizzie play together. It's Elizabeth. Like, yeah, Elizabeth is on the poster. Lizzie. Right, because she's like the current mm-hmm. star. Then they go out, they go dancing, they sleep together. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you missed it. Yeah. You tell us, Lizzie. Oh, well, there's a, a dude 
after the performance that's throwing up like disgusting yellow green liquid and then people around are like oh i hope he doesn't have what was down in the the west or something yeah. like and so there's like an it's an ebola scare and so you're kind of scared of this like weird country foreign disease that you have no idea what it is so that's crept into yeah. Lizzie's head from the beginning. You don't know if this is going to be like a epidemic movie. Right. So that, that combined with watching the trailer, I'm like, ah, here, here comes the beginning of the horror, right? Yeah. Like that dude's sick. They're mentioning a virus. There's something up with people. And then like the next day they decide to go on a road trip, except like Lizzie is, or Lizzie is quite hungover. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, Charlotte's like, would you like some hair of the Advil. dog? Yeah, some like some alcohol and here, take these uh, Advil ibuprofen. or whatever. Yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah. yeah. Which, Same thing, but she yeah. says ibuprofen. It's a little weird that she doesn't look at the pill and be like, these are giant brown pills that don't look like ibuprofen. <laughs> well, like, she's really hungover. Fair enough. She just takes them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like there's this incredibly long sequence where they're on like a bus traveling through the Chinese wilderness or countryside. And she's just starts like wigging out. Yeah. And this is when the movie started becoming awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I was Just terrified. The, the idea of being like sick on a shitty bus, yeah, where she's in like a foreign country, you don't literally speak the shitting language. herself. She can't oh. communicate with anybody. Oh, so isolating. Can't ask so, for help. Yep. Yeah. Her friend tells her there's no cell service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And then she, I was dying laughing when she kept being like, "I'm gonna shit myself. I'm gonna shit myself." Like she said it like 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're completely isolated and then uh, make a complete scene and then are eventually just kicked off the bus in the middle of nowhere. Right. But first, she's like, I'm going to throw up and she throws up on the window. And you're right. This is when you see like 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 maggots. uh, Yeah, there's like maggots like crawling in the yellow vial. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie is so fucking gross. She tries to open the window and she can't do it in time. She <laughs> yeah, just throws so up like good. on herself in the window. <laughs> um, and so they, they get kicked off the bus, obviously. And you're right. And then there's like a wide shot and you don't see the bugs anymore, which, again, I just thought was an laziness. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then she's outside and she's like throwing up and shitting at the same t- exact yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a very uncomfortable sequence. Yeah. It is so gross. Awful. Just no toilet paper. <laughs> um. And then, like, she basically starts freaking out and, like, shows her arm and, like, her arm is, like, like under the skin. You see all these, like, bugs moving around. Uh, and that's when Allison, like, pulls out a giant meat cleaver. That's when I kind of knew that it was turning. Well, yeah. I mean, at that point, I'm like, yeah. why did you have a meat cleaver? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what? And why are you smiling? Like, you seem like you, <laughs> you want this to happen. very excited. <laughs> and how would it stop its, like, the bugs were all up her whole arm. How would yeah. cutting off just her yeah. hand make the bugs stop? <laughs> but then, so, yeah, she, she, like, Cuts her hand off and then the film rewinds. Mm-hmm. And they that's, reveal. That's twist one. Yes. Right. Which is very cool. And yeah. I'm they, glad I didn't see it coming or know about the meat cleaver because I would have mm, been suspecting yeah. the whole time. And so we learn that Charlotte planned all of this. She has manipulated things. She drugged uh, Lizzie with uh, psychoactive It was drugs. her mom's old uh, treatment for like cancer medication. Yeah. Right. Which gives you hallucinations when you drink. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is where this is where the movie starts to stop making sense but still be enjoyable mm-hmm. because like her whole plan is I'm going to like go seduce you. I'm going to get you drunk. Then I'm going to keep giving you alcohol. And so you have a hangover and I'll give you these hallucinatory pills, but I don't really know what to do from there. I'll figure it out as I go. It was dependent on a lot of things going right. right. Yeah. And then <laughs> a little circuitous. And, and she's like, I guess like I'll tell her about bugs and I'll give her a gross lunch. 
And then she like, <laughs> when they're at lunch, she like sees the meat cleaver and she's like, ah, I might as well take this. Yeah. This could be useful for my weird plan later. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served improvised. Like, I don't know what she would have done if like, she's like, you're gonna have to cut your hand off. And she was like, are you fucking insane? I'm not cutting my hand off. I'm a cellist, right? <laughs> get me to a doctor to get these bugs out of my arm. And she's like, well, maybe if none of this happened, she was just gonna cut the hand off while she was sleeping or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a different movie. Yeah. So it, it really seems like this is, I think, what's really clever is at this point, I assume we all think she's a she's jealous of yeah. this girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's jealous because. Then at the beginning, you see her glaring at the poster mm-hmm. of like this chick. So, it, yeah, it does seem that she just wants Anton's attention again. And so she like had her cut her hand off so she can't play cello anymore. And then the movie like shifts and you now start following her as she like goes back home to Anton and she's three like, weeks later in Boston. When right. Lizzie goes back home to Anton. Yeah. And she has like a stump where her hand used yeah. to be. And Anton basically is like, listen, can't really live here anymore. He's yeah. like, you can't really play the cello. Yeah. And she's like, I can teach, I can help, right? And he's like, listen, I don't, I think maybe you should just get the fuck out, right? <laughs> he does offer to like pay for her apartment though. And I'm yeah. like, that's, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's, he's not he, a good guy. He's don't a say sweet that. guy. He was offering to pay her oh, rent. God. Oh my God. <laughs> All that right. is not the point of this movie. <laughs> Well, I stopped watching there. I think Anton's the hero. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. was like, I don't need to see anymore. I get it. <laughs> Why did something else happen? <laughs> oh well, first when Charlotte did go, she, I think she was gonna try to talk Lizzie out of staying with Anton. Because remember, she was just like, "Is there any way you would leave? Any way you would quit?" Like, and Lizzie, Lizzie saying like, "No, it's my family. I could never mm. leave, no matter what they did." And so I think she wanted to see if she could do it peacefully and get her away. But she's. Lizzie's explaining that, like, this is the only family I have, and they're my whole world. And yeah. I can never point. Leave them. Yeah. I did not remember that, but you're totally right. She yeah. does, I guess she goes there. Her, her, her plan A is not chop off her hand. It is like, maybe I can talk her out of it. Maybe plan, like, D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but all the same, man, she's really just hoping that's going to work out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, she's literally on the bus Googling, all right, how do you do a tourniquet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I was sort of like, how does this movie, like, what, what happens for the rest of this hour? You know, like, I don't, I assume she's going to get revenge on the girl who chopped her hand off. Yeah, I, I really was expecting it to become like a home invasion thriller yep. where yeah. Charlotte was going to just kill them. But that's not what happens. They give us a taste of it, though. Yeah, yeah she does. Still... She does break into her house, right? Yep. Lizzie breaks and into Charlotte's her. house. And then we, why? And then basically Lizzie brings the unconscious Charlotte in her trunk to the conservatory. Yeah, like Anton here. Yeah. <laughs> Can I like, come home now? Yeah, she ruined me. Let's torture her. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put her on stage and demand that she play. Play mm-hmm. the perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this weird basement room yeah. that has a perfect acoustics. I will say, I think like one of the creepiest things I've ever seen is Steven Weber like with like a like a watery eye about to cry be like, play the perfection. <laughs> like, I think that's so fucking cool. Like- <laughs> Again, he's not the hero. No, 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 no. But but, but he but he just wants her to be her best. Yeah, he's just just trying to bring out the best in his students. Oh god, it's so disgusting. Uh, And so what's revealed is that Charlotte was spent her youth trying to get away because when you are considered a good enough cellist to play on this stage, they expect perfection, and anything less is horrifically punished. Yeah, how's it punished? Through gang rape. Yes. This this is the story (laughs) of a music school where you are ganged rape if you miss a note. (laughs) That's what the plot of this film is. And so you come to realize that basically that's, I guess that's what's really cool is that you keep going back and forth 
is Lizzie the good guy or not? Yeah. And you realize the reason she Charlotte. chopped Charlotte, sorry, Charlotte, Allison, yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. She had her chop her hand off so that she couldn't play the cello and have to leave this yeah. like brainwashed yeah. cult. So Anton would leave her alone and not want her anymore. Right. And then they, it leads to that scene where basically in the beginning, when they're in China, they're selecting which girl is going to come for her like which residency. Little, little girl. Yeah. yeah. She's like maybe like 12. Yeah. And so then they, they dress uh, Charlotte up and they make her perform and they say like, if you don't do it, we're going to do it. We're going to punish her. Yeah. This little and that scene girl. is just so like the, it's such a weird conflict because you're like, this music is beautiful, mm-hmm. but then it just has that like weird Joe Biden-y creepy uncle thing that he's doing to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like a movie is meant to make you feel, right? That's why we watch it. Like a bad movie, you're just like looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. And when you feel tense for total nonsense, it's made up, it's all fictional. But when he's sitting next to her with his hands on his shoulders, I was so fucking worked up. I was yeah. like, oh my God, like he's going to rape this 12-year-old girl. Like this is- I don't want to watch this. This is way <laughs> beyond what I thought I was signing up for. That whole sequence where he's like, basically play the perfection. And she's like, just jamming up there on the cello. She like hasn't played in a while. Too. I have never been so on the edge of my seat watching someone play the cello. <laughs> like I didn't know that's a thing you can do. And she gets through almost all of it and then misses one note. Yep. And they, they I actually really appreciated this. When she misses the note, the entire frame shakes. Oh, really? Like the camera oh. frame like jostles. Oh. Which was a really interesting way to like show how out of place it was. Mm-hmm. I actually went back because I was like, oh, did my did my stream fuck up? I went back. They literally like take the picture and move oh, it so really there's cool. like black spots in that. it. Oh, that's really it's cool. It's moved so much. It's really cool. Wow, I didn't notice that. No. Yeah. I was just so on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And I also appreciate that like they don't just interrupt her. Like they still just like wait there. They sit there and like let her finish. And then she basically is like, yeah, I know I fucked up. And he's like, did you think I would like take it out on this girl? And they send her out. And now you're like this, like, like she's going to get gang raped. And then it keeps, it keeps escalating and getting even more fucked up. Right. So (laughs) I don't even feel comfortable talking about this. (laughs) So basically Lizzie had part of the custom. It's all about tradition. They have to, as they all sit there, Anton, his wife, and the two other teachers, they all have a drink prepared for them, and Lizzie brings them the drink. And so uh, Anton and Paloma leave, and they go upstairs, and they go like, let me know when she stops biting. Oh, fucking gag. That was the yeah. worst sentence oh, I've ever that was heard. Just such, like, there's, there's a term, gleaming details, of, like, something that show, like really shows the world of a movie. That was the most vile, gleaming detail yeah. that shows, like, Oh, this dude is that a straight up rapist. Yeah. That sentence, yeah. Oh. So basically Lizzie's like, let me do it. And she's going to rape Charlotte with her stump. Ugh. Yeah. That <laughs> rape her with her severed stump. Like that. It was weird because in the moment I was like, this movie is going there. Like, yeah. wow, this is. I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny, but yeah, <laughs> just so over the top. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was like, that's so balls to the wall. <laughs> And then, you know, now stumped to the veg. I feel like, I mean, oh, we've spoiled oh. the whole movie at this point, so we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. turns out that was the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You're, you're in the last like eight minutes here. Chris or Miz, you want to continue? So basically, right as she's about to get that stump in there, the two other teachers drop dead. Thank God. Poisoned. And we go back again and show that when Lizzie tasered Charlotte, she's like, I should have killed you, but you were right. And then we reveal that Charlotte, when she cut off Lizzie's arm, said, like, look, I need you to see that they don't care about you. Like, this is the only way to, like, Mm -hmm. break their hold on you. Mm -hmm. And 
then it becomes the most fucking epic revenge murder yeah. of Anton. Yeah. yeah, they team up and go and they show that Lizzie's poisoned the drinks. Mm-hmm. And then they we, we see Paloma come in and she's all like stumbling and they're there with Anton. You see that she has a knife in her back. And so she just kind of falls to the ground where liquid is like dripping down out of her. I think she and, pees herself and then dies. Oh, pees herself. That's what it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now Anton's like, oh, fuck. So they come at him with cleavers and he somehow gets one of them away. Lizzie's away. Yeah, there, it was an interesting sequence because it was like it's kind of like an upgrade where it was like right on Allison Williams face. Yeah. Most yeah. of the action plays out. And then it just cuts to her getting knocked down. The knife is away. Anton has been stabbed a bunch, but he's overpowered Lizzie. And then there's like that classic moment of like, you got to get to the knife first, but you're both injured. So they crawl towards it. And then Anton gets the knife and brings it down. And that was fucking brutal. Yeah, that was yeah. He just slices right into Charlotte's wrist, her yeah. left wrist. It's like right in between her yep. like radius and ulna like right between the two bones of your forearm and just like slices all the way down like ruins her forearm (laughs) we just not pull any punches Uh, but then you see it they did a good job showing it then they overpower him and it's over but then they cut to where charlotte has had her left arm amputated and then they sit and together because they're both missing one arm they play the cello together these two women and then they reveal Anton, who has been, his lips are stitched together. His all of eyes his, are stitched together. Yeah. Well, he has one eye open so he can see, oh, I right. think. Okay. And then he has, uh, all of his limbs have been cut off and he's mm-hmm. on an IV drip. Yeah. Yeah. And his fate is just like, be like a human stump listening to them play the perfection. Which is very audition. Yeah. Which is it, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. But like that ending shot of them like playing one cello together, like the two hats, like it's very yeah. symbolic, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends. It just ends on that. Yeah. That image. Yeah. It, was, it was such a cool image, but why does he deserve to get to see them play? That's like giving him joy. This is his like I don't think he's thing. enjoying anything at that point. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, but he doesn't deserve to hear them play. But I think it's like their way of like torture, you know? How is that torture? They're playing like, perfectly for him. Because <laughs> if they fuck up, he can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's torture would be if they just sat there and played horribly. Yeah, yeah he, they should have uh, yeah, just yeah. been screeching on... <laughs> But it, it's one of those movies that like when I was watching it and when I finished it, like like you said, I had so many feelings like it felt so gross, so revolting, like the whole rape reveal was just horrifying and it's gross. It's fucking gross. And then seeing like audition, like a rapist get their comeuppance is so powerful. But it's like the further I got away from it, that last image just stuck with me. And mm-hmm. the whole idea of like the title the perfection that you have these two women who were broken by this completely fucked up system, which you could argue that Anton is a victim of too, because he said, my grandfather taught it to my father and my father taught it to me. So presumably everyone in this fucking conservatory was raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he, is horrible. He, he very much clearly says like, I used to get raped yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is horrible, but doesn't excuse what he did. So you basically have these two women who were broken by this system, but then they find perfection in each other. Like it just is really powerful. I found it very evocative. Well, they, they found someone that can actually understand them. Yeah. Which makes them feel whole again. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I was um, a child elite athlete. And so I had a lot in common with this movie actually. And I think they did a really good job of showing how you truly are brainwashed by adults that are treating you as they're like guinea pigs. And they don't want the best for you. They just, they're trying to shape you into 
little the dolls best. for yeah. them. And is it like they're living like living vicariously through your success sort of? Yeah. And they just, it's more like selfish for like, they want people to tell them they're so great for having created you. And like watching the mom of that like 12 year old girl, how gleeful she was sending her child away to this place was just like sickening. Cause even like the parents, they're just so ready to hand their kids off into these situations that they, they really have no idea what's going on, but they're just so happy to hand their kids over. Yeah. It's this really interesting process of like dehumanization and commodification of the child and them reclaiming their humanity through this crazy amount of yeah. violence. Yeah, because like when you're in that, when Lizzie was talking about like, this is my family, I could never leave. Like, that's how you feel when you're in it. You feel like you have no choice. And like, that's, that is your family. That is like, you're, you have no choice to go anywhere else because outside of this world where you're so important, you're nothing. And so she's such a big deal in the music community, but outside of that, she's nobody. So she's like, well, I might as well, I'll do anything to stay because- there's no life for me outside of it. Yeah, I, I assume it's like the more the more it becomes your life, it's all you have anymore. And the idea of being like kicked out of that. Yeah. It must be like It's horrifying. very isolating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's very deep. And I <laughs> like it's a very deep movie. That's the thing. It's very powerful, but it's a weird movie, you know, and like. Oh, it's so strange. And I, I love it for that because it's like. I can't. The closest thing I can come to, like I said, is audition. Audition's a great example. But. Anything else, which is Takashi Miike, which is just fucking bananas. It's so unique. And like, if you have the stomach for it, I highly recommend if you haven't watched it already and we've ruined it. Yeah, well, we ruined the fuck out of it. Yeah, but. I think you can still enjoy it. You can still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially just for like the imagery and the music and like the way it's edited. And the gore and the, the oh, bile. Yeah. It's really well done. It's kind of got a little bit from every category, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except, like, there's no ghosts in it, but like everything else. The ghosts um, of their past. Oh, oh. touche. <laughs> I will say the one thing is that like when you tell that kind of movie, the fact that the viewer is unaware that it's like the story of a girl plotting revenge for rape, you don't find that out until late. So it does feel kind of like there's not a lot of time to like, it's weird. You have to like retroactively feel differently about how you felt about that. Yeah, right? yeah. As opposed to something where like, like revenge, where it's just like, this is the story of a woman getting revenge, right? Right. So- it's weird to watch a movie and not know who you're like to constantly be changing who you're rooting for. Yeah. So that when you get to the end, you didn't actually have the full length of time to build up to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I'm glad they won, but I didn't know I wanted them to win until like 20 minutes prior to this moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe I'm, that's the charm of the movie. Like, yeah. I'm not going to fault the movie for being weird. Well, that's what, that's what makes it worth watching. Mm -hmm. But may maybe I'm like reading too much into the intention, but like it actually, if I'm going to like put on my pontificating hat, you, you always read too yeah. much into the intention, but, but like that's, it makes you feel like Charlotte and Lizzie felt because you're not sure who are the heroes and who are the villains because you're oh. so warped. Yeah. And so like, once you actually have the perspective of what happened, you're like, Oh fuck. And it changes everything that came before it. Oh, so if shit. that's the intention, that's fucking brilliant. That's very true. Actually. That's very smart. Yeah. You're in this I, world just trying to keep the peace with everybody and try not to get yelled at and just like try to do what everyone wants of you. And yeah. Yeah. All right. The Perfection on Netflix. This was this was an acquisition, I believe, right? It isn't on Netflix. Uh, I think so, yeah. Because I remember thinking like, hey, I, it's good to see Netflix making such weird shit. And then I looked it up and it was like, oh, okay, someone else made weird shit. Netflix yeah. was like, I know a good movie when I <laughs> yeah. see it. I was impressed that this was a Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah but okay. I, I wish... I wish Netflix had a slight, I get why they don't, but I wish there was a slight 
change in wording between like movies we bought like netflix presents mm. versus do they do that or netflix originals i guess they say netflix yeah i think originals. they say netflix no right. i think they say netflix originals for stuff that they that's the thing i think yeah. so yeah i wish i mean i get why they don't but yeah. i wish there was a slight you know way to let me know did you guys make this <laughs> right? um but they recognize a good movie when they saw it and i yeah their buyers are very good at the end of the day you watch a movie because like you want to see something that's well made and entertaining and different i assume and this checks all those boxes. Yeah. I can't promise you'll like it. Like, yeah, it's it's got a lot of difficult subject matter. And there's some sequences that are really hard to watch. <laughs> but I think, Chris, you said, well, if you like audition, this movie is for you. You will. Re- this is the American audition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, good episode, guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks for, yeah. Yay. Thanks for listening. Missy, welcome on board again. Thanks so much, yeah. guys. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. And also, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that really helps us out, helps us get discovered by other people. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah!